Hello and welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for heart-centered fitness business owners. My name is Kyle Wood, and along with my co-host Dale Sidebottom, we'll aim to help you build a fitness business that will allow you to reach hundreds or thousands of people. There are far too many trainers out there who are just getting burnt out and fed up with the industry, but it doesn't have to be that way. With a little support and a little heart, we can create an industry to be proud of. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, today is a little different. It's not the start of season three, and Kyle is not here with me either. So um, I've got a special interview with you today with a good friend of mine, Jason Buddy. And basically what this is, it's a little taste of what you can expect for season three about having a side hustle and working a couple of different jobs and everything like that. And I think Jace is a really good example of how he's made it all worked and turned what started as a little passionate hobby into a thriving business. So um, today's episode is called Teacher to Fitnesspreneur. And Jason Buddy is a go-getter, he's an inspiration, and he's one of my good mates. And we've actually started um, FHL Retreats this year where we're running retreats in Bali and a number of other things. And Jace is gonna talk about how he started with a boot camp of two or three people, and one of them was his mother for a year, and now how he's running this multi-pumping gym full-time in Port Melbourne, which is one of the busiest suburbs in Melbourne. So um, some really great ideas, and Jace is going to share all his knowledge with you today. I hope you enjoy. Jace, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks, Dale. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for coming along today. Now, uh, for listeners out there, um, obviously, I know you quite well. We're good mates. Um, Can you give a little bit of a background? Obviously, today's episode, teacher, the fitnesspreneur, a little bit of background, mate, of uh, your journey and... um, yeah, he sort of got where you are now. Yeah, I suppose it's. I've also played team, always played team sports. So growing up, always played football, basketball, played a bit of softball and a few other things. So I suppose my passion for um, the training side of things came from that. Um, when I was about 14 years old, uh, basketball got a little bit more serious. So I started, I joined up with the gym with my mum. Um, we used to train in the morning, so 6 till 7 a.m. before school. Um, and really started from there. So I, I sort of got addicted to it um, and did a lot of training through high school. And then uh, obviously personally in terms of my work, I then studied at RMIT in Bandura, did four-year teaching degree there, uh, worked for two years at a high school and then uh, moved over to Cedar Group, uh, which is obviously where I met yourself. Yep. I've worked there for the last six years now, so this is going into my seventh year. Um, and then in 2012 uh, is back when I started my first boot camp. So really started from something very small. A few people had uh, spoke to me about doing some training. Um, so I thought, you know what, why not give it a crack? Um, and that's built up from there. Now, I obviously Cedar for those guys listening. I know I've mentioned in previous episodes when I used to work there, but it's a specialized sports school. So you've got a passion, you've got that interest for fitness already. Now, You've been working that whole time while building this massive business. Now, starting out... I wouldn't say massive, oh, but we're trying, we're trying. I would, mate. I think you don't do yourself justice. <laughs> but where you started, so I remember when we, we sort of started similar times and we didn't have many people. And you, you did, I think, a letter drop and you had three or four people. Would you like to say 
how that boot camp started and, yep. and where you draw from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, the first thing I did was set up uh, a specialized Instagram account. I still remember getting my first, you know, 10 followers and I was like, how good is this? Getting yeah. a few likes. And um, I suppose, again, like you're looking at social media now, there's a lot of people that focus on a, a lot of the big accounts that have got millions and millions of followers, but they all started with getting their first follower. So, um, you know, I suppose a piece of advice for anyone out there is to, you know, just start. Yep. So that was the first point. Uh, then, yeah, started with a fly drop. My brother-in-law was doing some graphic design stuff. I got him to make me up some little flyers. Uh, taking my wife as we went around and put 2,000 flies out in Port Melbourne, which is where we wanted to do it. Uh, probably a pretty easy area in terms of a lot of apartment buildings. So we were sneaking through doors and putting the, <laughs> into the, the mailboxes there. Um, luckily, we didn't get any p- complaints, which was good. Uh, and yeah, so literally started with three people. Um, would wake up at, I was living in, in, in Werribee out in the West at the time. Um, so I'd wake up at, you know, just after 5am, drive in there, set up, you know, and all this for three people. Um, and then it's built from there. <laughs> okay. So you started with three people, three mornings a week. Yep. Right? So it was on Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, 6 till 6.45am. Yep. And then we'd go off to obviously Cedar from there. So how long were you doing it with just three people? Like how long did you do that? The hard yards? Because... I know a lot of people say to me when I was, I had two people and my sisters, so yep. like my business was no good. Yep. That, why are you doing this? Like, you're not getting anything out of it, you know? Like, how long did you just really grind for no results? Oh, it was it was at least 12 months. So, yep. of, of those three people, too, I have to mention one of them was my mum. So, it was really <laughs> very similar. It was really only two others. And one was a good mate, and then one was someone who lived in the area. So, yeah, twelve. It was it was at least twelve months with those sort of three to four. Um, sometimes I have five, and I'd be like, "Wow, it exists, I've <laughs> yeah. made it." And then other times I've had two or one. So um, yeah, it was just literally uh, day after day, week after week. You know yep. that that whole that whole year. It was two thousand and twelve. Um, then again, obviously built sort of a bit of Instagram and Facebook following slowly, slowly, slowly. Um, like I said, one follower at a time, uh, and then it just get better. I suppose you just adapt. You get better at your sessions. Yep. Um, started introducing some games, which we've spoken a lot about, obviously, uh, through the, the sessions and made and make them as fun as possible yeah. and making people want to do them. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, so then that was led into 2013. Um, I'd refined sort of the marketing side of things in terms of um, the fly drop. We started to experiment with some Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising. Um, and yeah, then all of a sudden to start up next year, I got uh, four brand new ones who I'd never knew me. And I suppose that was a massive... Um, further in the cap and a big sort of pat on the back in terms of all of a sudden I've had people that sort of knew me yep. all of a sudden to getting random people just from the flyer to yep. come down to the boot camp um, and then yeah so we started with eight the next year and then all of a sudden that became 10 and 12 and then you know that was probably 2013 to 14 was the year it started to sort of take off a little bit cool so the, the hard yards and I really like that that you just started with people you knew trusted you and from there you learned your craft because at the start you probably weren't the best trainer <laughs> and like I know myself oh, my sessions were rubbish back yeah, then I've yeah. still got a couple saved on my phone I look back and, and you're like, like yeah, yeah but you, I think yeah. you look back and it's a way that the yeah. only way to learn is by doing it it's yeah. not by doing a master's in planning boot camps <laughs> or things like that so right. now you were outdoors training three mornings a week all year round and you're like I've had enough of this yeah. and I can vouch for it. and I know so many listeners can as well that it is hard in winter yep. and it does get hot in summer as well so you're like bang I've got a really good business here and how did you turn that from outdoor boot camp into 
the gym that you're running now? Yep, so 2013, 14, as I said, we started to get a little bit of traction. Um, and I still remember it was New Year's Eve 2015, so I'd run it for four years pretty much. Um, and like we'd spoken about lots, those winter months on the beach when it's you know minus five and the rain's coming sideways, <laughs> they're not fun. So I said, enough's enough. Um, yeah, New Year's Eve, I had two kids at the time, so it was very quiet New Year's Eve for me. And I started researching on Google business plans. How do you write a business plan? Because I had no idea myself. I'd yep. obviously done a little bit of business management stuff at school, but you know nothing that gets you prepared to starting your own business. So I downloaded a heap. I was reading for, it was at least probably three or four hours, I reckon. Um, And yeah, that's when I first started to download this business plan template from Google um, that anyone can get access to. And that was it. I've still got it saved on my computer right now in front of me. Uh, And the date I started was, yeah, 31st of December, 2015, and then just built from there. So Led that into 2016 was getting my head around, you know, what, what do you need to start a business, all this kind of stuff. Um, and by sort of the end of 2016, so it was probably about 12 months of planning, I was at a point where like, uh, yeah, I'm ready to look for a, for a venue or a yep. location. Um, and it was December in 2016 where I actually had the opportunity to go into one in August 2016. Uh, and it probably wasn't ideal, but I could make it work. Missed it. I was shattered. I was probably was at my lowest point in probably September 2016 because yeah. I thought I'd missed the boat. Uh, and then kept looking, kept looking, found this one ideal. Uh, and I walked in and it had a basketball ring on the wall. Yeah, and that so. was something that I'd always wanted to put in my yeah. own gym is to have a basketball ring because I love basketball. And that was the sign. That was it. Done. And then obviously now I come to your launch when yep. you launched it. And it was epic. You know, <laughs> the way you did it with all the food trucks out the front, the free coffee, the say bowls and then the troll sessions, the energy, the noise was fantastic. Now, you didn't just start a gym with not many regulars, did you? Like, what was the turning point? How, how many clients did you have when you're like, right, I think I can turn this into a gym, may not make a profit to start with, but eventually we will. Yep. So uh, again, through 2014, 15, I'd started getting a good um, database. And I suppose that's another point is, is everyone who contacts you or um, you have an interaction with, write their details down. Yep. Um, I just kept it on an Excel spreadsheet. It was nice and easy. By the end of 2015, which I started doing the business plan, I had a list of about 60 contacts. Yep. Uh, so people that had already come to train, had registered interest, they might have come for a month, stopped, whatever, at least I had that um, sort of information there so that I could fall back on. So 2016, uh, numbers started really getting pretty big. So I was yep. getting up to about 20 per morning session. Bang, uh, awesome. Which again, you're making good money. I had low overheads, so the, yep. the carrot is still there to run those outdoor sessions. Uh, but I always wanted, you know, the drive was always there to have my own space. So uh, I'd speak, spoken to a lot of the regulars and said, look, and this is what I'm thinking. Uh, and that was probably a good thing as well it made me feel a lot more comfortable moving to my own space yep. where I had I knew I had at least 15 that were going to follow me straight across Perfect. so uh, I knew day one as soon as the doors opened I was already having a little bit of income it wasn't enough to obviously pay the bills and I knew that uh, um, but I, I knew that I was you know going to have at least someone in there to train yep. and then it was about building the numbers and I suppose the biggest thing for us we were just running three mornings a week um, and that was the only chance they had to come. All of a sudden, we're going to expand to do morning and night. Uh, so I was initially thinking that my numbers would double. Uh, it didn't actually work out like that, but yep. eventually it's going to hopefully get to it's that. It's slowly getting slowly that Slowly getting back to that way. Yeah. And I suppose another big question, and, and we get this a lot, uh, I know Kyle's obviously not here today, but um, how people go juggling two full-time jobs and 
<laughs> I suppose you probably couldn't have done this without teaching, could you? Like the overheads no, no, and definitely. like the the financial pressure of obviously family, two kids and things like that. Yep. How did you, or how do you still go being a family man? You play sport, you run a million sessions a week and you're a full-time teacher. Uh, yeah, it's a juggle, yeah. Yeah, like you just said. So it's, it's, it is a challenge. Um, and I suppose the, the best thing that I've had is a, a strong partner, partnership with obviously my wife, Tegan. Um, she puts up with a lot as well, uh, so you know, and and she, but she's very much wired the same as me. So this is something we really focused on. Yep. Uh, we obviously had kids pretty early compared to most people. Uh, we've got mortgages, we've got obviously bills to pay. So there's no way I could leave my full time job to go and start this up. Yep. Because we would have been, you know, bankrupt in no time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I suppose you just you did do it because you have to, and we're doing it because we're building something that we want to build, I suppose. And that, that is a big drawing car or a big driver for us. Uh, we get our kids involved. So they're three and four now, our two little girls. Um, they were at our gym opening day. So they're there all the time. They want to train. They just want to get down there and get active. Yep. So it's good. Oh, we feel like we're setting a decent, um, definitely decent uh, role models for our, our children. So as the answer to that is you just do the best you can and that's yep. all you can do so there's no right or wrong way and don't don't hold yourself accountable to what people say oh you should be spending x amount of time with your family and that's you just you know make it work for you yep. uh, and that's probably you know the piece the takeaway you can um, you know take from this yeah perfect and i suppose um one of the things that i've spoke to you a lot about what are the lessons that you've learned from going from boot camp to a gym you know you've gone from as you said, no overheads, right? You've got maybe kettlebell slam or battling road boxing here in the back of your car. Really basic, pack up, go every time. What lessons have you learned from going from the back of your car? Your car's probably a lot nicer to drive now <laughs> and easier on fuel. Um, but what have you learned from turning that into a gym? You know, with booking systems, with regular clients paying different ways, you know, overheads, things like that. What are maybe two or three lessons that, you know, are really valuable for listeners? Yeah, so the first one would definitely be um, go through your business plan thoroughly. So as I said, it took me over around 12 months to, to really nut that out. Um, lucky my my cousin is actually my accountant, so he was easy to shoot a lot of ideas through. Um, your financials, you can't get around the numbers. So no matter what, you, you need to actually have some plans in place that it's going to be financially viable. A lot of businesses, small businesses fail within the first 12 months because they overestimate and or underestimate. So they overestimate how much money they're going to get in and underestimate how much money they're going to have to put out. So um, for us, it was being really uh, on the safe side with numbers so that we could still be financially viable um, for at least, you know, 12, we're nearly coming up to 12 months in March this year. Uh, So we needed to be at least financially viable to be able to survive for that 12 months on zero income basically. Uh, yep. so that was the first thing the second thing was dealing with council uh, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting one if anyone's ever had to try and get a, well I'm a sure permit. a lot of listeners deal with it all the time anyway yeah, just trying so, to get a permit outdoors let alone yeah, so, one to start a business yeah so that was a challenge in itself to even to find out what I needed to do I went into uh, Port Phillip Council which is Port Melbourne based uh, so they're in St Kilda I went in there three or four times I was ultra nice to the reception lady so that she could put my um, permit application to the top of the pile yeah. uh, because they, they run on their own times timeline uh, and they so I was on the phone uh, weekly fortnightly to try and get it through so I submitted that in I went to submit it in August for this one property and that was the other thing you had to you know tr- not commit to a lease to then um, put your permit application in and it was a little bit of a balancing act so 
Finally got that done. Uh, I still remember the day that the email came through that we were approved, and it was uh, February last year, or yeah, so February two thousand seventeen. Yeah. And I was yeah, uh, jumping up and down. Oh, I think I, was, I think you I rang me, mate. I, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, finally, it's done. So uh, yeah, that was the second challenge, um, and then yeah, it was around how we're going to actually run it, uh, how it's going to um, shape uh, in terms of us clients going to be able to book in, what's the you know their contracts going to look like. Uh, so yeah, it was about shaping all that, and that's when we got onto sort of an online booking system yep. and a payment system. So and you use MindBody. MindBody yep. is the one we use. Yeah. So again, had heard people use it. They've probably approached me before. It never really uh, was going to work for my bootcamp because it was pretty small. Yep. But then going obviously to a lot more payments coming in, um, clients being able to book in, all that kind of stuff. It's actually quite a good system. Perfect. Still getting my head around it, 10 yep. months in, but that's all right. That's all right. Learn as you go. Now, one of the big things, and I've got links in the show notes for um, Jace's social media and also his website. Now, um, your social media has gone through the roof since you started this business, and I know you've done a lot of work on this. So some of your video marketing, your advertising is just so impressive. Can you talk to people out there about, I know you've set up a website, a really smart one, you're doing Google SEOs, doing Facebook, Instagram posts, all this, like what, how have you gone from just transforming it into like a powerhouse and getting so many leads? Yep. Uh, so again, this was just trial by error, learning as you do it. And that, that would be, the, as I said, the biggest thing I'd uh, encourage any of you to do is try, just do it, just start it. Yeah. Um, because at, like, I still don't have much idea about it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife taking runs a lot of it. But uh, in terms of, you know, as I said, when I first started Instagram with 10 followers, it's built up, I think we're over 1,200 or something now. But uh, it's not, we're definitely not dominating the space, but it, it's about providing as much content as you can. And that's something I've really focused on. And that's my focus for this year, actually, is to providing as much value, I suppose, to the followers, whether you've got 10 or you've got 100 or you've got 1,000 or you've got 10,000, it's about providing value to those those clients. Although, yep. And you've got, to, you've got to almost see them as clients because potentially they could be one day down the track. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the marketing that you'll see now, a lot of people are saying, you know, you used to be able to touch, you know, you had three touch points with someone, they could be a customer. Now they're talking it's up with 10 or 12 touch points. So they only need to see you 10 to 12 times before they even think about yep. uh, becoming a client. So I suppose for us, that's doing, you know, two to three Instagram posts a day. We share a lot of that stuff straight onto Facebook. Um, we're on Snapchat now. So we're just uh, experimenting with a bit of that over the last 12 months. Um, it's a lot of, you know, a better way to interact with people. We don't do Twitter. Uh, so in terms of our website, um, my, my brother-in-law and I did that through uh, crazy domains first is the website builder it was pretty dodgy the first <laughs> one that we got up but we had to have something yep. um, so that was just what we could afford at the time and what, so we just worked with that uh, now I work with a company called Sync Sync Digital uh, so they, they helped me out with doing all my website stuff they've created landing pages for me and they're fantastic yep. so they've done a lot of work with me for the SEM so search, uh, search engine marketing which yep. is your Google AdWords stuff I'd never done any of it before. I had no idea about it. Uh, I know I'd spoken to you about it. You'd been killing it with it. So um, started to sort of uh, experiment with that, I suppose, and really starting to reap the wars. I suppose it's this year, January 2018, um, getting, you know, average of three to four leads per day. Wow. Uh, which is then about man- managing to convert those yeah. into customers. Um, and I suppose something we spoke about this morning was just the fact that, any person you get through your doors is you've got to value that so much. Like you do so much work to get that one person through your door. Then it's about maximizing that person's 
time or making sure that their first experience with you is amazing. Regardless yep. if they're going to come to one or they're going to come to 10 or they're going to be a lifelong member. Yeah. The power of making that first person's or that person's first experience with you, whether it's online, whether it's in in face to face, amazing. Yeah. You need to understand the spread that that has because they that person then goes and tells their friend, who tells their friend, who you never know when or how that's going to repay you. Yeah. But putting that positivity out, giving that person a positive experience, is always going to be ROI positive. So return on investment, it's always going to be positive for you because. They'll, the next time they hear your name, someone will mention it. You're going to hear only positive thoughts or positive um, remarks about it, which yeah. is going to be good for the business. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. All right, and I think sometimes and I hear it a bit that the hardest part's getting them there. You sort of relax a bit when they're yeah. there, <laughs> then you don't hear from you like, oh, what have I done? What have you done? Yeah, exactly. so um, I think that's great advice and um, give it a go, everything like that. Now, the last thing I want to have a little chat about, and it's got a little bit of an interest for me as well, <laughs> but. Um, we have formed a little partnership together, and this year um, we are running retreats to Bali. Now, um, do you want to? I'll leave it to you. This is your <laughs> interview. Um, how did this come about, and why did you feel running retreats in Bali is something just awesome that you want to do? Who knows how this come about? To be honest, <laughs> my wife said, "How can you take on any more on your plate as is?" So anyway, uh, I always uh, wanted to do. I always seen a few people doing uh, overseas retreats and thought, "How cool would that be to be able to do it one day?" So uh, I've been approached by a, a mate I knew, uh, Bryce, who we're now working with as well, uh, who was pretty much living in Bali and had a lot of connections with uh, some villas and all that kind of cool stuff, um, and he could manage a lot of that stuff on the ground. So. He approached me and said, listen, are you ever interested in running retreats? Hit me up. You came back from a holiday from Bali and you're like, mate, look, this is how we can we can do it. We can, yeah. we can run the best retreat ever. We'll get all these people. And, you know, as your traditional salesman self, you sold me straight away. So we jumped straight into it. Uh, and I think it was, what, it probably took, a, took about four weeks and was already off the ground. We had, we had a had business. Website, we had a business name. We had it all sort of registered so quickly. So... And I go, I suppose that is the, the message for that is if when you get good people working together and, you know, we're also obviously running so much stuff on the other, on the outside, we were spending minimum time on this, but it all sort of just flowed and worked because it was easy and yep. uh, not saying that it is actually easy. It was obviously some long hours in there, but because it was something we're passionate about. So yeah, so June this year, 10th to the 17th, we're running our first retreat, yep. um, looking to take 18 to 20 people. We've got good numbers. We're pretty much 50% sold already, yep. uh, which is fantastic. We've got a week planned. Uh, it's going to be amazing. All the food, everything, accommodation, seven nights stay. You've got two training sessions a day. You've got week daily yoga, massage. Um, we'll be some doing some, you know, mindfulness training, um, some goal setting stuff, uh, and just basically getting people to have an awesome time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and for us, I suppose it's it's something we get to, you know, train people in a different location, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, because I I went over the, this time the time we're running it last year, and I'm like. I saw a couple of ads and I just I just put up a post on Instagram that next year I'm running a retreat to Bali. My partner said, you haven't even spoken about it. I said, I'm going to do it. Anyway, so that's how things happen. I suppose right. a lot of things that Jason just mentioned there that you've just got to do it. Make it work. 
And um, this retreat we do may not be perfect, you know, but I guarantee it'd be fun. People enjoy it. And that next year when we run two or three more, they'll be even better and we'll build from it. And it's like starting with three people, three mornings a week as a boot camp, now running a gym or whatever you do. The only way you're going to start that is by doing it. Yep. Right. And for people out there that may be interested in this, if you wanted to come along, um, feel free to hit us up. Obviously, we've still got some places left. Or you can check out what we're doing. Um, our business is called FHLRetreats.com. And again... Fitness, fitness health, lifestyle retreats. So. so we're ticking a few boxes ticking there, make it generic. Boxes. And again, that is in our show notes. So you'll be able to go on, click the website. It's not amazing yet as we don't have any content <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but it's a start and we're going to go from there. Now, um, before we finish up, Jace, uh, one or two tips always like... Uh, getting some advice and I know you've given some absolute beauties about just starting doing and things like that is there anything else that you think because family man teacher fitnesspreneur running boot camps playing footy doing all these things is there any tips out there for people that may be thinking geez I don't have enough time or um, how how can I do this or how can I make it better for myself so first of the time excuse which we hear in the fitness industry a lot is rubbish we all have 24 hours in a day so it's up to you what you do with those ton of time um, for me, I suppose the focus over the last couple of years has been to maximize the time that I have while I'm awake. I still need, obviously, to sleep. We all do. <laughs> yep. But uh, really focusing on what you're doing with your time. So audit yourself and you really have to have a look at yourself uh, in terms of you know you, you telling yourself that excuse that you don't have time because you're spending two hours a day on Facebook or scrolling through ads or watching videos and cat videos or you know whatever <laughs> you're doing with your time. So audit yourself. You've got to have a look at yourself first. And the second one, like we've said, or well, the whole you know interview is just start. Yep. Yeah. You know, we started with one follower, one person to boot camp. If you can start with one, then you can get two. And if you can get two, you can get four. And four becomes eight, eight, 16. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it does happen. And people uh, see the end result now of a lot of people. Yeah. They look at us and they go, oh, how easy it's for you. Or, yeah. yeah, well, you don't see, you didn't see back in 2012, <laughs> as I said, minus five, and the wind was coming off the beach and I was freezing, I had two people there. You didn't see that, did you? No. Or you don't see every morning when I wake up at five o'clock, when my kids have been up during the night and I still wake up at five o'clock. Yeah. So I, I go, you know, it's easy to look through Instagram or Facebook and say, oh, how easy is it for Dale or for Jason or whatever, anyone out there doing it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it all takes work and the variable is that work. Yeah. So just nah, do it. I, I think that's great advice. And um, guys, as I mentioned, every, all the links that um, we spoke about today, obviously Jace's website, his social media, which I, I really think is valuable to check out because he trial and error, and I think he's really got it right now, particularly if you're getting three leads a day, that is insane. Um, also, if you're interested in starting a retreat or would like to see what we're doing, feel free to contact us and we can tell you the steps we've done, which aren't that many yet but um, it's a business we've started and we're going to go um, and also uh, Jace thanks for your time today mate no worries and that's one one thing I would say you know a lot of people who have already done this like yourself myself and yourself uh, they're really approachable and like if I get someone to email me I'm always willing to give up my time and, and yep. share how I did it not saying that how I did it is the right way but you might learn something from what I did and then start your own thing and you know I'm always happy to give time and there's you know hundreds of other people out there doing the same so reach out the last and the worst thing that can happen is they don't respond yeah the best thing that happens is says they give you this advice and it helps you on your way so right. great great advice out, just do it and um, thanks for having me no worries and uh guys stay tuned in a couple of months time we will have season three of the podcast live so Kyle will be back I'll be back and thanks again Jace cheers
Hey there, Kyle here again. I just wanted to take a moment here at the end of the episode to thank you for listening. It means a lot to Dale and I that uh, trainers like yourself listen into the podcast and enjoy it and find it useful. I mean, that's why we do this. Also, if this is your first time listening and you haven't subscribed yet and you'd like to listen to more episodes, go ahead and hit subscribe in your app. Uh, or if you're on the website there, head to the subscribe section and you can subscribe by email as well. If you are listening in the app and you want to see read the show notes for this episode, head to trainerstribe.com for all of that info. Thanks again and bye for now.